0: Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the MLM Success Podcast. Glad you're with us. You know, my daughter says delusional, Dad. That's too strong of a word. But the title of this podcast is Network Marketing, a Business Model of Fear and Delusion, the most delusional business model on the planet. You know, last Monday I was working with a group of leaders, on our team. And I tried to drive home the fact that 95% of the people you're talking with that are involved in network marketing are simply just delusional. That's the only way I know how to describe it. If you've been listening to this podcast anytime at all, you've heard me say knowledge without action leads to self delusion. And since January of this year, I feel that I've 100% confirmed that. However, Taking action with a network marketing opportunity before you understand the history of the company, the ownership, the compensation plan payout, and the company's unique selling proposition in the marketplace or lack thereof may even be more de- delusional. Uh, many of you have heard me reference the four stages of a movement. Uh, I've talked about it. The webinars at momhelp.com forward slash critical. And the four stages are growth, momentum, speculation, and then dissipation. And the final stage, the fifth stage may be fear and delusion. And I believe that is the state of the profession today. And it's what we're going to be talking about in this week's podcast.
1: The number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, network marketing virtual mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert.
0: Hey guys, this is Dale Calvert. Hope you've had a phenomenal week. Mark wanted me to personally thank all of you who ordered his Simplified Success book last week. Uh, I'm excited for you and the people you'll be sharing the book with as a gift this year. Uh, Those who meant to order and haven't gotten around to it, I'll just remind you, MarkLedfordBooks.com. MarkLedfordBooks.com. But he did want me to say thank you to all of you that gave him some feedback through his email as well as ordered the book. And uh, we've gotten some great feedback from you guys as well. So I'm glad you enjoyed that session. Speaking of books, I had a member of CMG Book Club last week say in our discussion that the network marketing business model is really just a, a byproduct of the world in which we live, especially you know over the last 12 months where the population as a whole around the world seems to be becoming more fearful and delusional, uh, primarily because of the pressure uh, of Identity politics, which (laughs) I guess when you think about it and all the identity politics propaganda that's being spread, it kind of makes sense. And while I'm thinking about it, if you haven't checked out the book club yet, it is open to everybody. There's absolutely no charge. Uh, Right now we're going through The Magic of Thinking Big. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal book. You can check that out over it c m g book club cmg dot com just while I'm thinking about it I think uh, most of you probably heard on this podcast that i decided decided to quit watching the news this year uh, I really can't tell you what a positive impact that's had for me uh, I just to get i I just get to get up excuse me I just get to get up every day and focus on what's going to challenge me. You know, what's going to challenge me individually, what's going to help my team move forward. And it's been just really refreshing to be able to get up every day focused, know what I need to get done and ask myself the right questions to help people continue to grow, learn, progress and move forward. I will admit that I didn't make the mistake of turning on the news after here a couple of weeks ago after those terrible uh, killings here in Atlanta. And when I did, when I turned on the news just to try to figure out what was going on, because everybody was talking about it and it happened here in Atlanta. But when I did, I quickly realized nothing's really changed. You have politicians trying to convince the masses that the killings happened and the rise of crimes against Asians has occurred because Trump called the coronavirus, the Chinese virus or whatever. And, I don't, I hope that they don't really believe that. I hope they don't, do they? I mean, if it started in France, he would have called it the French virus. If it started in Wyoming, he would have called it the Wyoming virus. I mean, really, it's just they continue to find every way they possibly can to keep us, keep people disrupted and arguing and fighting with each other. And when you just step back and look at the statistical facts, most crimes against Asians are committed by African-American people. Those stats have been kept and documented for over 20 years. The Atlanta killings were not a hate crime committed by some white supremacist. He was a mentally disturbed sex addict, who blamed the massage parlors he shot up for his addiction. Now, that's the truth. Uh, Most hate crimes on Asians for the last year and the 20-year previous, again, are very well documented, and, and they've come from African Americans. But if that fact is reported in mainstream media... Uh, everybody's got a problem because black Americans have traditionally been a strong base of voters for the Democratic Party. So they have to spin every story they can to blame Trump or the other party and vice versa. Listen, this is not a race issue. Most assaults on white women are committed by white men. And we could go on and on and on and look at the facts. Facts are facts no matter. Who tries to spin them? And I have to believe most people are smart enough to look behind the curtain and and don't allow themselves to just be led around like sheep to the slaughter. It is what it is. It always has been that way, and we're not going to change it. But we have a choice. You know, I have a choice. Are we going to let this misinformation drive us crazy or are we not? So my decision to stop watching the news, period, was a great decision for me. And Dale, how does this relate to network marketing? I promise you I'm getting there. Uh, my point being that common sense is not that common and people are somewhat delusional and listen to the wrong people. You know, personally for me, I mean, I love all people for who they are. And I, I judge people only by their heart and their character And I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt until they prove to me that I shouldn't. And, yes, I have people that prove to me that I shouldn't, as you will as well. But if we all try to give each other the benefit of the doubt, we would all be a lot better off. I mean, Martin Luther King had it right, uh, you know, in his I Have a Dream speech, a dream where all people are judged not by the color of their skin but by by the content of their character. And I have no doubt that subconscious uh, racial biases probably really does exist, I'm assuming. It makes sense to me that it would exist. And if that's true, then common sense says it affects all of us the same, no matter what our skin color is. If, if, If subconscious racial bias exists, then it exists in everybody, and it affects everybody. You know, every white person I know knows how it feels for an older black person to look at us with hate in their eyes only because we're white. Uh, we, we've also, I know I have, and we would also probably say we've experienced overwhelming love coming from black people from the same generation. I have. And it rarely has anything to do with us and everything to do with that person, their personal life experiences, and the environment in which they were raised. There's no doubt if you live in a society where you are the minority, you're going to experience those feelings much more than I have as a white man living in America, without question. You know, if I was living in a different part of the world, it may be different for me. Again, but it has nothing to do with racism as much as it does just uh, the environment in which you live and the programming of those that are around you. Uh, People are people. The government, politicians, if they just leave us alone, we instinctively know who we can trust and who we can't. And skin color has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. There are mentally disturbed people from all races and probably statistically more white people are mentally disturbed than any other race. And I would probably agree with that if that's the stats. And But to try to blame their mental imbalance on a political party just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't care what political issue we're talking about. It's though we're trying to remove common sense from the world. You know, it, it's, let's just remove it and tell people, tell the masses what we want to tell them. And regardless of what you think is true or not true, uh, they're just going to tell us what they want to tell us. I mean, you know, you don't have to be the smartest tool in the shed to understand the reality that guns don't kill people. People kill people. People kill people. And, you know, regarding race, I mean, I saw a social media post the other day and I thought it was phenomenal. It was an adorable family. The father was black and he wore a shirt that said, White Lives Matter. Uh, The mom was white and she wore a shirt that says, Black Lives Matter. And then they had their daughter, one daughter. And she had on a shirt that was half white and half black as she was. And her shirt said, all lives matter. And I think most people who understand character and how we should look at other human beings kind of get that regardless of what the media says. Uh, so, yes, we live in a fearful and delusional world, and network marketing is a reflection of that, but I have to believe that it doesn't have to be. I believe the delusions of network marketing have been brought upon itself because as a profession in an industry, we have not taken care of the goose that lays the golden eggs. You know, if people would take the time to look behind the curtain, get the facts, and treat their business like a business, I believe the answers they're looking for are obvious. They're just obvious. You know, on our personal team, we have people from all races, all backgrounds, from several different countries all over the world, and we get it. We understand team, the acronym, together, everyone, everyone achieves more. This is equal opportunity. Network marketing is equal opportunity. And together, everyone achieves more. When we work together, we have people that understand we're all in this together. The better we all do, the better we all do. We have a team culture like no other, the strongest in the world, and it's just starting. And people that are plugged in will tell you that. Every one of them will. Everyone that has experienced any other culture in any other team in any other company anywhere in the world will tell you the strongest they've ever experienced, the strongest they've ever been involved with. So when it comes to network marketing success, there's nothing more important long term than team culture. It's even more important than the products or the compensation plan. And, yes, a product based upon science is important, and a compensation plan that rewards those who produce on the front end and the back end is very important. But, guys, as I've said many times, all the stars must line up, all of them. And neglecting team culture is a really common mistake made in today's network marketing environment. In my opinion, the network marketing profession is full of more fearful and delusional people than any other entrepreneurial group in the world. And in my opinion, it should be just the opposite because network marketing was born out of the personal development movement. That's probably why it survived as long as it has is because there's still enough Good information out there. 80% of the information is positive. It's upbeat. It's good. It's telling people the truth based upon, you know, legendary books like Think and Grow Rich and Psycho Cybernetics and The Magic of Thinking Big and many others. So there's a lot of great information in the marketplace. 80% of the companies with 80% of the companies. It's the other 20% that really makes all the difference. It is the 80-20 rule from that perspective. But there's no business model on the planet that gives average people with above average desire the opportunity to create a lifestyle that the network marketing business model does. There is not another business model that provides what this company, this profession can provide when it comes to time and the money to enjoy it. You know, and since the Internet, I mean, we've all watched it and seen that most hot business models They're hot for a while, and then they fall into a state of delusion much quicker and much faster even than network marketing did. Uh, When the primary focus is creating profits, there is a missing link. I'm going to say that again. When the only primary focus is creating profits with the business, there is a, a missing link. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's different. That's why many people, you know, they they make it with one business model, we'll say real estate investing, and then they start teaching what they learn because they feel the need to impact other people in a positive way. Network marketing has impacting people in a positive way built into it. It's built into network marketing. It's not built into most business models. I hope you guys caught that because it's important. It's really important because all successful people at some point have the need to make an impact, to help other people. And the beautiful thing about network marketing is if you really understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and how you're doing it, that need, that need is automatically filled with the network marketing business model. And then what happens for a lot of people is things evolve and change. I mean, you know, back in the day, I can remember Robert Allen and a lot of other uh, uh, investors, real estate investors, and they were teaching basically the same business model. And at that point in time in history, basically all loans were assumable. You could go in and assume somebody's loan. So they had a loan on a house. You go in. You take it over. And that, that created a lot of creative financing deals that you could do. And you could actually get into a home with no money down if you, if you had a creative way, uh, a method to do that. But then that loophole was kind of, uh, tied up. And, and unfortunately, it's just like a, a lot of people, you know, 10 years ago, That built their whole team on Facebook when the Facebook, then the Facebook algorithms changed and it removed that. And because they didn't know what else to do, they were kind of lost because they never mastered lead generation. They just were good at promoting on Facebook five times a day. And still some people still promote that knowing that it's not the same game any longer, but they don't know what else to teach people. And I could go on and on and on and give you thousands of examples along this f- frame of thought, but hopefully you guys are, understand what I'm trying to communicate here. You've got to stay on the cutting edge. You've got to always be learning, always be moving forward. If you're green, you grow. If you're ripe, you rot. Your long-term income is in direct proportion to to the value you provide to the market that you serve. And in network marketing, the real product in network marketing is people. So your value to the marketplace is in direct proportion to the value you provide to your team, to your team, helping them get what they want. And And, and again, I didn't say the support you provide to your team. I didn't say how much you care about your team. I didn't say how many phone calls you take every day from every member of your team. And that's real important as well because people get this screwed up. They they don't understand. Network marketing is full of some of the most heartfelt servant leaders in the world. Okay, now, yes, it's full of very delusional people, but it's also full of some of the most heartfelt servant leaders in the world network marketing but they're not directing people they're not they're supporting people who don't have a blueprint to but they don't have a blueprint to take them where they want to go and i want you to stop and think about this i mean i know some phenomenal human beings they're involved in network marketing they have leadership titles They got there through transferable skills, not systems. They got there through transferable skills, not systems. Only systems can duplicate. Transferable skill sets will not duplicate. So they're, they're supportive, man. They're, they're there 24 seven for people. They're doing everything they possibly can but they don't have the blueprint the systems to help people go where they want to go so therefore everybody stays in a state of frustration so how do we provide real real world value by helping them progress improve grow and become all they can become you know it comes down to again inspiring greatness but if you motivate an idiot all you've got is a motivated idiot you've got to have the blueprint the systems that will take them from where they are to where they want to go today because of the internet and instant accessibility to false and true information hot business model business opportunities business models outside of network marketing come and go real quickly obviously uh hot business businesses within network marketing come and go very quickly, but the overall business model network marketing is still here. It's still here. Uh, just like real estate investing, it's still here. The, the methodologies have changed and maybe they're not, the opportunities are not as great as they once were, but they're still here. But you see a lot of flim flam, uh, Opportunities come and go on the Internet constantly. And, again, so much of this comes back to when your motivation is is always on profit. uh, They'll leave – the the opportunities will decline very quickly. See, in network marketing, if you build people, people will build the business. The real product is people. And when you touch people's lives – Dynamite's not going to get them out of your program if you sincerely touch their lives. Not if you motivate them, not if you love them, not if you support them. All that's good, but are they progressing? You have to help people progress. You have to have the systems in place that if they're willing to plug in and do the work, they can have an expectation of success and progression. Uh, you know, and I look – at at all the different business models, and and I look at so many and have and will continue. But, you know, I think about when one of the cable networks came out with a TV show called uh, Food Truck Nation. It was back in 2017. And if you just look at the trends, you know, interest in food trucks, I mean, grew drastically. And then it peaked towards the end of 2018, but for there for a year, 2, 3 year period, food trucks were a hot hot topic, a hot business. And today, it's still around. It's a 2 billion dollar plus industry. But it's become extremely competitive. The guy used to go up to the to the park every day where everybody was hanging out during their lunch break in the city, and he was the only food truck there. And and now a few years later they got fourteen food trucks lined up around that park. And you guys know what I'm saying. Competition will come. Competition will come, especially in traditional businesses. Yes, they'll come in network marketing, but network marketing it really is not even it's not even a, a blimp on my radar is because I, I've again been doing this too long. I understand I understand. I just get it. I understand it at a level; it haunts me. I understand the blueprint. I understand how it has to be done, and most people don't get that because they were able to do it with transferable skills. Bottom line. And then you know, I look at business models like Amazon Kindle, and that was started in 2007. I think is when the first Kindle came out, and then you know, by accident. In 2011, you know, I had an afternoon and just by accident, I uploaded a couple of books to Kindle. And it's like, you know, 90 days later, we're getting this money coming into our bank account. And we can't figure out where it's coming from. And it's like, oh, I forgot all about that. I uploaded those Kindle books. And that put us on a journey, Dawn and I, to really figure out, is there anything here? What can it become? Uh because we, 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 we made money on a whim. And it's like, once we got in, we started doing the research. Uh, there was a lot of people trying to teach people, a lot of theory out there, not a lot of proven information, a lot of theory, uh, a lot of self-proclaimed gurus, but we worked through all of it and we found those that made sense. And, you know, we really got into that. In in 2012, we got real serious. Uh, we spent most of a lot of 2011 just getting ourselves self-educated, and then we decided, okay, this is the mentor. This is this is the process, and you know, there was no real system for us to follow. Uh, just a lot of you know self-proclaimed gurus, you know, sharing different ideas. It was a very young, young, young uh, niche, and. Then we by 2013, I mean we were rolling, and we had multiple authors writing for us on multiple topics from all over the world. And I, I told Don, I said, "Look, if this if this stays what it is, I mean it's not about six figures a year. We can make six figures a month because all we have to do is keep the the, the talented authors we have busy, and just hire as many other authors as we possibly can." And that was that we were right in the middle of that D publishing. I mean we were doing doing phenomenal. And then Kindle in two thousand fourteen Amazon uh, introduced Kindle Unlimited, which absolutely was like popping a balloon. It just it just t- took all the incentive out of what the authors and the publishers had built uh, All the promotion around Kindle, which is kind of Amazon's M.O., if we're all truthful about it. So, you know, but that that happened. It was great for a while. Again, they can go up quickly. They can go down quickly. I look, you know, five, six years ago, it was like Shopify stores were the rage. The rage. And yes, there were some excellent mentors in that market, but... It got to the point where 90% of the people that were promoting how to get rich with uh, drop shipping in Shopify stores were just kids selling a thousand dollar course, trying to teach people to do that, which they've never done. And, you know, today, you know, after people finally figured out what was going on, you know, starting a drop ship uh Shopify store has about as much stigma around it as or even more really in a lot of circles as the network marketing profession does. I mean, and not to say there's not great people and great mentors in that niche teaching that, there are, but the majority of it is just scammy little deals and people trying to get rich selling a course you know, and falsifying documentation, all kinds of stuff. And again, I don't need to get into all that. It just is what it is. And you can name any business model you want, and you can kind of watch the pattern. I mean, right now, it's it's Bitcoin and cryptocurrency deals. I mean, it it blows my mind. I've talked about it on this podcast probably two or three years ago. Yes, you know, I believe that, uh, from a store of value investment standpoint, some cryptocurrencies, especially Bitcoin, make sense. And I talked about, I don't know, two years ago, three years ago. But do you need to be involved in some kind of crypto affiliate MLM disguise money game? to to profit from cryptocurrencies no you just need to get yourself educated spend some time and invest in cryptocurrencies like you would in any other investment whether it be gold or real estate or you name it you know but the facts are this is from an article i just pulled it said cryptocurrency scammers raked in 4.3 billion worth of digital money in 2019 more than triple that of 2018. That's according to the latest in a series of recent data drops by blockchain analytics firm Chain Analysis, all of which has, has included in lengthy report published in the 2020 State of Crypto Crime article. Millions of people from around the world have been defrauded with cryptocurrency, business opportunities. So why anybody would be involved with the crypto business, I don't understand. There's no need for it. You know, it's not a real – crypto is not a a business. It's an investment. And and again, we could say that I look at this one company. It's like every week I run into somebody that's – tied up in this own passive program. I wrote about it at TrueMLMReviews.com, So I'm not going to get into that, but because the list goes on and on and there's a lot of obvious scams and ponzi schemes and that try to disguise themselves as legitimate network marketing programs and it just amazes me that intelligent people get caught up in this stuff. It really it really does. So but I want you guys to understand when I say that 95 percent of the people you're talking to in this profession are delusional. I mean, those are involved with credible companies, not just the obvious scams, credible companies whose time has passed, whose time has passed Uh, on January 1st. Since January 1st, I would say that I've averaged talking to and communicating with on average uh 30 network markers daily on average uh, for myself, primarily for our team members through uh, our call calendar, through the phone, through email, text, Facebook, Messenger or another social media platform. I mean, all day long, I'm helping people on our team that are plugged in. Uh, with the different uh, people that they have that are taking a look at the program. That's what I do all day long. I'm responding to emails. Dell they said this. I, um, they're concerned about that. And I'm responding all day long. I'm reading emails. I'm reading text conversations all day long, an average of at least 30 network markers daily. And all this communication for me has absolutely confirmed that The network marketing profession, you know, we may have a better way, but the profession and the entire profession has fallen to a state of fear and delusion. And it's probably not going to ever recover in my lifetime. But my focus should be the same as yours. And that's only uh, where your focus, in my opinion, is focused on. Your team. If you believe your company has a long-term vision, that they're going to make the right moves to be here 30 years from now, then what is happening around you and other companies or even in your own company should not affect you at all. Your focus should be on your team. Uh, all I can do is my part and all you can do is your part. You know... I think about this, and I, and again, I've been watching this trend, guys, for years and years and years. And, I mean, network marketing hit its peak in 1995. Now, Google didn't start collecting really a lot of trend data until around 2003. But you can go and you can look at the data from Google on network marketing, just do a search for network marketing and look at the trend, and you can see it's been on a – downward spiral since 2003 so what is that if that's 2003 that would be like 18 years okay that's that's the reality i mean i talked about this uh a few podcast sessions ago when i talked about where have all the network marketing millionaires gone it is what it is so uh it is what it is but it still remains the number one way in the world for average people with above average desire who want to create financial independence and even legacy income to do that. There's nothing that can compare. Uh, it, and I've said many times it's the most challenging business model in the world, but it's the most rewarding without question. There's not even, there's, it's so far ahead of everything else. I don't even know what would be in second place. You know, and I've said it also on this podcast, back in 1991 when John Kalich wrote The Greatest Opportunity in the History of the World. Man, 1990, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95. If you were involved in network marketing and building and plugged in and committed during that time, that was the best five-year run of your life. You know it, and I know it. it was phenomenal phenomenal never had so much fun yes we still had all the the challenges that we have today people that didn't get it people that say that's a pyramid scheme that's just like amway blah 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 we still had things that we had to deal with but man we knew what we knew what we knew and this business model was admired from afar by every business-minded person on the planet Because a lot of average people were getting wealthy with this business model. And then it peaked in 95, and I'm not going to rehash everything that I talked about in that podcast. But I will tell you, you know, and I've talked about this, but back in June of 2020, when I made the decision to throw in the towel, you know, and really I was just wanting to concentrate on my Programming Your Mind for Success students because I think that's really the key, the mindset part of it, of all business. And I was really considering changing this podcast to talk about multiple business models and kind of help people look behind the curtain of Shopify stores and some of the other business models out there. Uh, it was in 2020, I actually wrote the book. I don't think I've ever even mentioned it here, but I wrote the book, The, the Top Seven Side gig, gig Opportunities for 2020. Uh, it's now called The Top 7 Side Gig Opportunities for 2021. But you can download that free if you want. It's over at SaveYourBucks.com. SaveYourBucks.com if you want to download that. But my point was, you know, I, I understood the trend. I understood the numbers. I put five really focused years through this podcast, and, and I was doing – up to two events live a month, speaking for a lot of organizations, and I realized, you know, this is just it's a social club. And cool. People are having fun. You know, some people are making money, not most people are not making anything. But if they're having fun and they're getting the tax benefits and all's cool, you know. But it's like I just I, I just want to do something more significant. So My my bottom-line belief, I mean, of all things that I've ever done or taught, it's programming your mind for success and how you can do that in 15 minutes a day. And that's really where I said, you know, I'm just going to focus on multiple business models and continue to buy up e-commerce stores and build them up and flip them and concentrate on programming your mind for success and liquidate all my network marketing, intellectual property, and assets. And that was my my game plan. And – then an opportunity with more upside potential than any I've ever seen in 40 years drops in my lap. And I talk about that in great detail if you haven't seen it at dot four, four stars, starscom And it just dropped in my lap. And once I really did my due diligence and really looked at it from every single angle I possibly could, and I understand that I was looking at a crystal ball. I mean, I saw the future uh, because it had already been established in 30 other countries around the world before it got to North America. I mean, you just don't have to be the sharpest sharpest tool in the shed to figure it out. And once I did, you know, we went to work and worked as hard as I worked anything. Uh, And we were the number one recruiter out of 252,000 distributors. We were number one in the world our first month. And... You know, then our second month we were number one in the recruiter in the world again, and then right after that, Don's dad got sick. He was in the hospital, and he ended up passing away. So, needless to say, we had to experience all the emotions and all the things that surround that. And we were going up, coming into the last quarter of the year, and we were just absolutely slammed with our e-commerce businesses. And uh, during that in that last you know, quarter of the year, I was telling our people, look, we'll be back full force January 1. January 1, we'll be back. And, you know, during that time, I'm asking myself and I'm thinking every single day. I'm scheduling more thinking time and I'm really asking myself, how is it possible to build a duplicating network marketing team in 2021? How can you really build it? You know, I, 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 I'm not into... You know, I understand how it's been built for the last, if you want to call it being built, I understand how it's been done the last 15, 20 years, but I know that it doesn't work. I mean, anybody can go to Google Trends and figure that out. I mean, anybody can get the, I mean, the, the facts are the facts. The numbers are the numbers. It doesn't matter. I don't need the media or some self-proclaimed MLM guru tell me we have a better way or anything else like that. I can look at the numbers. I can look at the facts. I can see. I understand. Uh, so Dale, what do we have to do? What can you do? And, and I came up with a few things. It's like you've got to, you've got to have like as close culture as possible, which was, as close culture as possible. You can't close it altogether because of the internet. But, but the advantage being, you know, since the, 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 the home office is outside of the U.S., then that helps. Uh, I got to be accessible to people at a level that I have not been in many, many years and that I'm extremely uncomfortable with. And quite frankly, Don's more uncomfortable with it than I am. Uh, you know, we're, we're pretty private people. And you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to take phone calls at three or four o'clock in the morning like I used to. But I've got to be very, very accessible to people, and i got to be willing to do that. Uh, I got to begin with the end in mind. How's this going to look five years from now? Where, where's this going? Where, where's your ultimate goal? And you know, I've got to get full time people to a situation in five years where only, their, their time is not spent creating leads or trying to do outreach of any kind where all of that is outsourced for them and all they're doing every week is setting up their calendar on when they want to talk to people, uh, new prospects as well as prospects that their team members have. And that's kind of what I've been trying to establish, and that's what I do every day now. I mean, I'm pretty much on the, on the phone every day from about 1 o'clock to whenever uh, taking calls for team members, you know, doing Zoom meetings one-on-one with people that are in serious evaluation of what's going on and what we're doing and how we're doing it. And so I've got to model that and put that together because five years from now, I want all of our people to have as many leads as they want Every week, depending upon what they have scheduled with their family and other priorities in their life, if they want to work all day, two days a week, then I want them to be able to have enough leads coming in where they can do that. But again, that's down the road. That's not for newbies. That's for people that have come through this process, this training program, and understand every aspect of what we do, how we do it, why we do it but that's where I want to ultimately go. I got to, we I, as a team, we got to get through 10 times more people than is the accepted norm in this profession. We got to get through a lot of people. And you know, right now we provide 17 lead generation methods for our team and we got more coming, but you know, we got to get through a lot of numbers today, and we can bec- because of the Internet. We can get through more people than ever t- ever, at any time in history. Uh, but, you know, I sit back and I look at the latest data, and it just blows my mind, honestly. Sixty uh, percent of network markers have recruited between one and four people, not in the last month, in the last 12 months. Did you hear what I just said? Six oh percent, sixty percent of network markers have recruited between one and four people in the last twelve months. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not a business. That's a hobby. That's a hobby. And you know, I, I covered all this and with our team, you know, a couple of weeks ago on our private team training. But over thirty-two percent of people when when network marketers were asked what's your biggest challenge over 32 percent said, i don't know where to find people to talk to about my business and i want to scream who the heck is your upline who is your upline how can 32 percent of people in this profession say their biggest challenge is they don't know how to find people to talk to about their business 20% 20% says I don't know how to approach or talk to people about my business. So we're talking, it's actually 52.9% says I don't know where to find them or I don't know how to approach them. What kind of job have we done as a profession training people? These people took the time to complete a survey. This is a large, large group. It's a large group of people that have taken this survey. Twenty-six percent. I'm not good at closing. Who told you closing was required? You you don't close in network marketing. You, in network marketing, you're looking for the right people at the right time in their life. And yes, I understand. Six, seven, eight years ago, every every self-proclaimed guru was coming out with their closing course and seminars. And everybody bought into that false propaganda, but that's never been true. That's not what we're about. That's not it. You're, you're looking, you're a talent scout. You're looking for the right people at the right time in their life, not somebody you can close into doing the business. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. 34.8%. I'm not good at getting into action and having consistent action. That's right. Because of fear. You got to get past your fear. You know, if you know why you're doing it, then you can diminish fear. Fifteen point. I need more training. No, you don't. You need good leadership. Thirteen point three. I don't have enough confidence. Again, that comes back to fear. And, and again, this 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 survey just blew my mind. Again, I did a whole training about. It. I'm not going to go into any more detail. But attempt. You know, you. So for me, I'm looking at all this. I understand the market. I understand what we're dealing with, the self-limiting beliefs out there, and I just decided, you know what, I got to attempt something so great that unless God Himself intervenes, I'm bound to fail. And I, y'all probably heard me talk about. Look, I want to help 500 people become six-figure income, develop six-figure incomes. I want to help 10 people become millionaires. Um. Uh, I want to take leadership development, distributor development, distributor training to an entirely different level. I want to do some out-of-the-box stuff that's never been done before. And see, I understood all these challenges going in. I knew it was going to take an all-in effort from myself, from Dom, my wife, and from our team members. And I express that to everybody that I've worked with in the past. I need you all in. I need you. And, and it's been, it's been challenging, but it's been rewarding and it's been very exciting. And I'm still shocked if people say, Dale, how serious are you about that APL go team you're building? It's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I would, I would, if you aren't going to be all in, then why do it? Don't do it, Dale, if you aren't all in. If you're not trying to do things that have never been done before, why would you even attempt? Here's what I hadn't expected. You know, from all the live events I've done in the world, over the world the last 20 years, all the data I look at, I mean, I knew the MLM profession had quickly changed from a solid business model to a social club, especially in the last 10 years, where people thought they were in business not because of their progress, and that's a key word, progress, but because they had a business card that's, that they could show to their relatives saying that they were in business. I mean, I knew that's what it was. I just didn't know to the extent that it had gotten to. You know, the number of people that I've talked to over the last 10, 15 years that talk about their business, their business, and they don't have one person on their team just blows my mind. It's delusional. It's, it's delusional. It, it's been astounding. So when I say 95% of the people you're talking to in this profession are delusional, I mean that they're involved – I'm talking about the ones that are involved with credible companies. You know, at least 50% of the network marketing community are stagnant in a state of fear. Uh, okay, they're stagnant and in a state of fear. They're, they're, they're involved in network marketing, but nobody that they know knows it because they're, they're too afraid. Uh, what was it? 13.3% lack of confidence. Uh, 34.8%. I'm not good at taking action or having consistent action. Okay. So that's well over 50%. That's why we have four podcasts in this program and this, and this MM success just on fear, fear alone, because fear has to be crushed. It has to be overcome and it can be because all fear is, is a program in your mind. And if you change your program, you, ch- you remove the fear. It's not difficult. I I mean, it takes time. It takes commitment. It takes 15 minutes a day, but you can reprogram your mind to overcome fear. Can you do it in two days? No. Can you do it listening to one podcast? Absolutely not. Can you do it in 15 minute days, 15 minute sessions a day over an extended period of time? A couple of three months. Yes. Will you start feeling progress within two or three months, two or three weeks? Yes. In two or three weeks. You will start feeling progress and overcoming and and crushing fear and reprogramming your mind with confidence. It can be done. It can be done, but but you've got to decide that's what you want to do. And if you don't find, if you if you don't find then live in a state of fear the rest of your life or decide once and for all, I'm getting through it, I'm overcoming it, I'm conquering it. It's up to you. The the systems are in place to do that. You know, and so many of these people, you know, they, they join with the hope of being able to control their own life, to be able to progress throughout their network marketing career and build a real duplicating team with real customers, something they're proud of. And then they just kind of fall back into this. Well, I just got involved just because I love the products and wanted to share them with everybody. And they have such a lack of self belief, you know, uh, and and they're they're just involved in the wrong cultures, they're wrong, they're involved in cultures where people will call them a superstar and high five them virtually if they stay on autoship ship one more month. Uh, you know, a lot of these people they they enroll and then they never plug in. And look, I got them on my team too. Absolutely, I do. The start stops most people. The start stops most people, and I have them on my team. And last week I got a really good email from a brand new guy, and he's just getting ready to launch. and He and he reached out to me. Said, "Dale, I'm just overcome with fear." And we had a really good talk, a really good talk. And he launched. And 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 I got an email from him this week. His first ten people he contact, all ten of them, all ten, uh, with the 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 retail to recruit. $5 letter program we use. All 10 ordered samples of the product. is first 10 people he contacted. And this was a guy that almost let fear keep him from launching, you know, a week or so ago. Man, do you, do, you, do you understand? But, but, but we have the systems in place. I understand the fear. It's very common. It's ex- extremely common. And that's what I told him in the email, and I probably should cover that sometime on the podcast because you, you, I think you guys would find that very valuable. So I guess the people that I really feel the most uncomfortable, sorry for, and, and the thing is people that do have these, these type of fears, and I tell people, I promise you, you give us one year. Don't worry about talking. To, just plug in for one year. It'll change your life. It'll change your life. You know, three or four years from now, the stories that you will hear on this podcast from people that entered our team and were just paralyzed with fear, fear, who overcame it and went on to create success in this profession, uh, they're coming. Those stories are coming. You know, I think right now I'm not going to spend a lot of time here because, again, I got four podcasts just on fear. Here available for people that really need that. But I, I want people to understand that's really common. The start stops most people. And I'll talk about Marty in Boston. That's not his real name, and that's not where he lives. But this is a really credible guy, credible human being, good guy. He works in HR. He was in Life Plus, I think, maybe 15, 20 years ago. And he got started with us. And... He's, he sent me an email. He said, Dale, I've cut back on my launch. I think uh, it all has to do with my lack of self-belief. I see how the launch system is working for others, but I have self-confidence issues. And I, I appreciate people that reach out or respond when I reach out and are truthful to their own self, be true. And to those people, what you have to tell them is, look – just stay plugged in and you can tell them just stay plugged in as long as you're as long as you have the blueprint, the track record, the blueprint for them to run on once they decide to run you have to have the blueprint laid out that will take them from where they are to where they want to go but admitting fear to yourself is the first step to conquering conquering it uh, you know, Some people just need to say, you know what, I'm not worrying about building a business right now. I'm gonna get plugged into the C M G book club. I'm gonna go into heavy duty personal development. And again, if they have a mentor that's helping them through that, that's even better. But, you know, these people I try to communicate, where are you gonna be in five years if you don't plug into this culture and conquer your fear? Where will you be in five years? Where were you five years ago? Where were you 15 years ago when you started with Life Plus? Is it time to make a pivot? Is it time to look at things a little bit differently? Fear is why people buy the wrong philosophies that have been propagated throughout this profession for the past 20 years. I want to say that again. Fear is why people buy the wrong philosophies that have been propagated throughout this profession for the last 20 years. You know, and again I keep harping on this, but I'll say it again. You know, people listen to a perceived MLM pro saying you must have a a network, you must have a blog if you want to be perceived to be a network marketing professional. You know, these self-proclaimed gurus say, you know, you need to learn how to buy quality leads. You need this, you need that and and it's all things that hopefully see the easiest thing in the world is to tell people what they want to hear so you can sell them what they want to what you want to sell them that's the easiest thing in the world to do and they're not looking at the root of the problem the reason you want to buy leads is because you're afraid because you think that everybody that you contact is going to be ready and screaming their credit card number in your phone ready to buy Uh, or join your company or product or buy your product and that's not the case either that's not it if you don't develop the right skill sets and mindsets uh, the cold market will eat you up and spit you out so again it all comes down to to their own self be true to their own self be true look behind the curtain what are the real issues Fear of failure fear of rejection, fear of what somebody else thinks about them is a real issue, and this industry has been trying to tell people for twenty years you know here's you know all you have to do is join my affiliate program and you can learn how to be the hunter instead of the instead of the hunter you know we have all the answers for you your your upline's been lying to you your company's been lying to you blah 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 you've all seen it, you know, and there's a lot of one time Successful network marketers, good people that bought into this My Lead Pro system, or whatever you just name the program, the affiliate program. And there's a lot of people that one time were preaching truth, telling the truth. Were focused on wisdom of the ages, focused on helping people grow, learn, develop, understand their self-limiting beliefs, understanding their self-talk, understanding how to reprogram their mind. They were right on top of all this. And then they got sucked into this, tell people what they want to hear so we can sell them what they want to sell them and make an affiliate commission. And there's a lot of one-time successful network marketers who today – and I would love to call out some of them and probably will if they keep, if they keep pushing my buttons. But they live in a, a state of guilt, shame, anger, and entitlement. Guilt, shame, anger, and entitlement. One time, they were respected network marketing leaders by those that are in the know And they still may be respected network marketing leaders from newbies that don't have a clue, but people that know, know. And they know that they know, and they know that I know. And a lot of these people are really living in a state of guilt, shame, anger, and entitlement. And probably the best quote I can share with, if I'm talking to you, and I know I'm talking to some of you, that's you right now, and you know it and I know it and other people know it, is you can decide today and mean it that you're going to take everything to a different level. And one of the best quotes I've heard is from um, Fernita Tate. Bernadette shared this with me. One of the best quotes I heard probably a couple, three years ago, I'll hang on to this. But it's phenomenal because it's so true and so many people need to hear this. Those of you out there promoting some junkie affiliate program, you know, it's going to teach people how to become an attraction marketer or whatever. Don't resell the lies you bought. Obliviate them so no one else gets a hold of them. And unlearn them and re-educate yourself and teach what is true. How powerful is that? Don't resell the lies you bought. How many people are out there promoting affiliate programs, teaching people how to you know, be a social media expert, how to become a uh, YouTube famous, blah, 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 so they can earn an affiliate commission? Don't resell the lies you bought. Obliviate them so no one else gets a hold of them and unlearn them and re-educate yourself and teach that which is true. Wisdom of the ages. Wisdom of the ages. Teach wisdom of the ages principles. The people that I really want to talk to are those of you that are working and taking action uh, I really appreciate you guys and I don't want to discourage you in any way, but I have to be truthful. Uh, you know, and when I, and I talk with these people every single day, they're working They're they, they have a company, they have a product that maybe changed their lives and they're out there working, they're trying to make contacts and they're going after it every day. And I look at these people in like three different categories. Number one is, and I ask people, are you making a quarter million dollars a year? And if you are and you're truly happy, then I'm gonna be your fan. Keep doing what you're doing, keep changing lives, you know, and I'm gonna cheer you on. The profession needs you to continue to help other people win. And I'm in your corner. And then there's other people they're making a quarter of a million dollars a year, but the writing's on the wall. They totally lack any kind of duplication on their team. They're the they're the, 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 the person with the leadership title who has followers. But as Brian Tracy said, real leaders don't develop followers. They develop other leaders, and they have no true duplication, no people coming down the road behind them. They've got people that are committed and loyal and dedicated, but they're not progressing. And probably, you know, I tell people, look, what you really need is you need to hire me as a consultant. But honestly, I'm not taking any more clients for the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy. I've got a waiting list, and I have no – no plans in the future of ever expanding that i work with 20 people that's all i want to work with uh i'm better off doing what i'm doing uh and i feel sorry for these people as well and and the number of people have told me dale i should have i should have stayed plugged in with you 15 years ago i should have stayed plugged in with you 20 years ago 15 years ago 10 years ago it's overwhelming for me But I don't know what to do, you know, to help those people. But if you're making a quarter million dollars a year, understand you're not the issue. You have to have the right systems in place to help people launch, help people create customers, retail to recruit. You have to have uh, you have to be able to have a two step recruiting process. You have to have multiple ways for people to generate leads. Stop telling them just post on social media five times a day that's what i did yeah but when you did it the algorithms were different than they are today wake up just wake up drives me crazy and then you have the working oblivious and and there's a lot of these out there as well you know they have, they're totally oblivious to their company's compensation plan payout the track record of their upline uh, the track record of their owner, uh, they've never investigated, they've never done anything. They, they don't even understand the concept that their company is a Me Too product, Me Too company, no sizzle behind any of the products, no sizzle products. The, 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 the company totally lacks a unique selling proposition in the marketplace. Uh, you know, and they have this mentality, well, I'm loyal. I've been here three years and I love these products and I'm loyal. And, you know, I'm just going out and sharing the products with the world. And it's like, why? It's the same work. It's the same work. Why not really learn what you're doing? Why not get in a culture that can help you become all you can become? And they don't understand the products are not the issue. They don't understand that. And I'm not going to get into more detail. I talk about this in detail. 225, what do you do when love love for your products is not going to take you where you want to go? That's in this podcast, mlmsuccess.com forward slash story 225. 225, I talk about that in detail. I also get into that. Uh, From a false pride standpoint, you know, there's so many people, I've spent four years here, Dale, I'm not starting over. And they're not, they don't understand it's not about starting over. It's about taking what you've learned, uh, good and bad, in the last four years and apply it to an opportunity that has true upside potential, to a team culture that will support you, help you, and to a company that offers you the opportunity to create legacy income only because of the timing of the opportunity. And I talk about false pride a lot in session 195 of this podcast. And then you've got people that are working. Uh, they understand what's going on. They understand what's going on in their company. They understand the timing. It's already passed. The company's already peaked. Uh, but they don't have the guts to pivot. They don't have the guts to pivot. They don't understand the power of team culture. And I so relate with these people because, you know, I've said on this podcast, I I was there when A.L. Williams, when they opened the first Lexington office, I was there, I could have been right there in the middle of it. I let it pass me by because I didn't have the guts to pivot. I didn't understand what I understand today. You know, I, I thought I was leaving my people behind, and I didn't understand that the right ones would join me. Uh, I could have been the second distributor in Herbalife. I didn't. I didn't join. I thought it was going to be huge. Uh, I connected with Mark Hughes. I, you know, I, I knew they were heavy with a lot of Jim Rohn training and stuff. And Jim Rohn eventually came, their corporate trainer. But I missed it. Uh, but at the time, there was also a company called Space Age Foods that I was looking at real closely, as well. that were recruiting me very heavily. And see, here's the problem. None of you probably ever heard of space-age foods. It didn't last. And you say, well, Dale, why didn't you get involved in A.L. Williams when you you could have? Why didn't you get involved in Herbalife and been the second distributor in the company? Well, in my mind, it's like asking me, Dale, why didn't you get involved in space-age foods? Because nobody at the time knew the difference between space-age foods, Herbalife, or A.L. Williams. A.L. Williams wasn't A.L. Williams back then. Herbalife wasn't Herbalife back then. So when I'm talking to people and I see people that are in this mode, I ask them, you know, how did you choose the company you're working with? And nine times out of ten, well, my upline made a, made a change, so I I came with my upline or our team decided to make a pivot. So we all moved, and I get that. And then I'll ask, well, how long have you been with that upline? Well, I've been with them 10 years, 12 years. How many programs have you been in? Sometimes it's six, seven, eight, nine programs. How many programs have you guys been with? Oh, I've lost count. I hear that every week. How much have you progressed from an attitude standpoint from the day you came in? And you wouldn't believe how many people will. I'm probably more skeptical and worse off, honestly. I hear that lady told me that last week you know i was really into personal development now they don't talk about it much anymore and i really have kind of let it i don't i don't really i'm not into it much anymore and see mindsets always come before income mindsets always the proper mindset always come before income so when i ask them about you know personal development mindset I don't even have to ask the income question because I know what it's going to be. And I'll say, well, how have you progressed financially since you've been with them in the last 12 years? Well, you know, I've had a uh, – and they'll tell me about one company where they hit it pretty good, you know. I was making $1,900 a month there for a while, and then we all moved to this company. And, of course, you know, the the owner screwed over us all and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. All of you that are working have heard these st- stories over and over and over again. Some people have been following the same upline from deal to deal to deal for years. They've personally not progressed at all from a mindset or skill set standpoint. They're just supporting their friend now. They're just friends and they just support them. I like to be on their conference call every week. You know, and support and loyalty is admirable in real life. But it's not always the smartest decision in business, you know. And, and I think about – and I'm going to share a couple of stories with you. But I think about Mark – I'll call it Marcus, Marcus Mooney. And Marcus – I've changed the name, but he's a longtime podcast listener. Honestly, he's involved in a company that I can't even remember much about it. But I remember it had very limited upside potential. And they were selling basically digital products and services it's so obscure probably most of you not even, even ever heard of it and if i remember correctly he he knew the owners in another company and then they started this and he joined them and i think it was maybe credit repair or personal discount prescriptions i can't remember but basically digital products uh no sizzle at all it was just basically throw together some products and attach a compensation plan and this guy is very sharp. Uh, I've talked to him. Uh, he's asked different questions because I know he's a, he listens to podcasts all the time. Real sharp, very intellectual, intelligent questions. And, you know, when I joined, he made a comment on my, on my Facebook group. And he said, I thought you didn't have a dog in the hunt. And I respect that. I understand that. And I told him, you know, I, told, I, I said, look, I, I, he said, I, 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 Dale, you've told people that you, on your podcast uh, that you don't have a dog in your hunt, and now you're trying to recruit them into your deal. And, and my response was, look, life happens, circumstances change, uh, you know, COVID hit. I was doing two events a month somewhere around the world. A lot of things came together for me. I've tried to explain it in my podcast multiple times. Uh, I was totally out of the profession, but, man, when the stars line up, I I was smart enough to see it and understand what I was looking at. And I tried to explain that, and I said, look, give me a call, man. We'll talk about it because I understood where he was coming up. And, And I told him, I said, look, the best move you can make is to join me and bring your team with you. And I just told him flat out, that's the best move. You want to make the best move you can make right now on your personal journey? Join me, bring your team with you, and let's roll. And see, he didn't like that. I asked him to call me. And, you know, I told him that not because I need him, not because I need him, because he needs our team, the culture, and the systems. The opportunity—that's what he really, sincerely. This guy is sharp. He—he he could be, he could be a millionaire in this profession if he gets involved with the right team, right culture, and the and the stars line up. You know, but I haven't heard from him. Probably won't. I have another guy, I love like a brother. He's a hard worker. He's been involved in multiple companies, multiple different businesses. He's involved in real estate, a lot of other things. Uh, he's been involved in network marketing since the NSA days, uh, back in the early 90s. Uh, we'll just call him Tony. But, you know, I shamed him into getting a spot on our APL Go team when we started. And what he doesn't understand either, and it's amazing to me, the people that don't get this. I didn't do it for me. I did it for him. It's like, it's $125 Get your spot now. We're talk I mean, we're texting back and forth. He pissed me off. I called him. I said, Get out your credit card, go here, get a spot, and do it now. And I meant it. Not for me. It's not gonna do me a bit of good. I do it for yourself. And that's where I really came from. And this guy I've, I've talked to back and forth. He's never never done anything. Uh you know, he has some challenges with high blood sugar and we've not had one customer who's tried our NRM product who hasn't received benefits from it personally, of course, I'm not making any health claims. I'm just telling you what's happened for us. And I know in one hour, he could have everything set up, the product coming to him every month. Uh, And not to mention, this guy's got a huge exploding organization uh, down under him because of the spillover and the way our comp plan works. And, you know, all he would have to do is just decide to spend the time, you know, and get that set up, and at least he could he could help it because he's got sugar challenges. He could at least get that set up, and you know, if he would spend the time that he's currently spending on his on his on his company right now, he could have significant income. I mean, quickly, because he could plug. He can attract people, and he can get them plugged into our team culture. He can attract the people. I've watched him, you know, three or four or five years. I've known this guy, and he's a good guy, and 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 he's likable, and people like him, and he's hardworking. But he's working every day, spending his time selling a tech package and a website program that, quite frankly, doesn't work you know it's been reported and rumored and i believe it's true that the company's just sending bots to customers websites making it look like they're getting potential hits and customers and you know he was doing this before I, before way before APL go and 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 i you know for the last 2 years he just keeps wanting to tell me you need to join this you need to join this and I, and for 2 years i've been saying over and over send me one small business owner who's getting customers, not website bot hits, from the tech package you sell. And he hasn't sent me one. That's all he has to do. Let me talk to one person in the world where the package is actually working for them. So, you know, last month I flat out asked him, you know, how much money are you making with what you're doing? his response was, well, well, Dale, not enough. That's what he said. And the truth is, he's drank the Kool Aid. He's with the wrong opportunity at the wrong time in history, and I can't figure it out. I don't know if it's his pride, if it's if it's his ego, but if it's some other self-defeating, I don't I don't understand what's going on. But something is stopping this guy from just saying, you know what? It's time for me to prosper. It's time for me to prosper. I know Dell knows what he's doing. I know he'll help me develop a huge growing organization. I'll get them plugged into his systems. I'll continue to recruit. I'll learn the, the 14, 15, 16, 17 different methods he's teaching his team. I'll get this thing launched, and I'll achieve the success that I do deserve. And I don't know why people have... A problem sometimes coming to that conclusion people in my mind that should know better that have been around me work with me and I've never worked with this guy one-on-one but uh, he was a member of the MLM training club uh, he graduated that I think he was a member of the Network Marketing Leadership Development Academy for a while but he's just a good guy and eventually I just I just made him mad unfortunately I pissed him off uh, last night we went through a text exchange and it's like, you know, just sell me your spot. And I've always heard that the truth will set people free, but first it might piss them off. And uh, last night I definitely, it was like, I don't know, midnight or something. And he popped in my mind and I and we had some exchange back and forth. And I probably upset him. And But I know I've done all I can do. And the next conversation will be, you know, I'll just buy a slot and put somebody in it. You know, and I have another lady that I worked with years ago in NII. And that program absolutely changed her life. It changed her life. She got to the top level in the company. Uh, She understands the type of culture that we build. She gets it. She understands. And I have done everything and said everything. That I can't. I tried to make her mad to get her to think, you know. And and she's with a dinky program, uh, with you know a, a bunch of people. It has no long term. It, it's going to flatten out at some point, and it will just stay flat because there's nothing. There's nothing there. Um, it, it, it's not the next billion dollar company I can promise you and I feel sorry for her I, I really do and and because she should know better she should know she's been around long enough she should know better and yesterday she assigned her position to me and I now have it for sale and honestly I'm sad about it I'm sad about it for her because she will miss it. And she will in five years she will know how big and how much she missed it in five years. And because I don't think that company will probably be around in five years. It'll merge with somebody else. They'll do something funny. Uh they don't have a nine year track record. They don't have the ownership in place. And it's just sad to me. Uh you know, and their personal friends I deal with and acquaintances daily. They're just delusional about their company, their products, and they have no understanding of what it means to be in the right company at the right time in history. They have no concept of timing, you know. And I think about a friend, a couple of friends of mine I have down in Memphis. They're doing that eye boomerang deal, and it's like I, I just don't understand. And, and again, I could go on and on and on. I see people still poor promoting this uh, Global Domains International, GDI, and it's like it's a nickel-and-dime program. There's no money in it. They're selling domain names for 55 times the cost of a, anybody what anybody could buy a domain. And, yes, I know there's other stuff, but it's just a junky little program with a compensation plan attached. I see people promoting it. All the time. And it's like, don't you own a calculator? You know, and then I, I had somebody, a gentleman last week. He's so fired up. He's just got involved in a new company. Wouldn't know if I've ever heard of it. He's excited. Have I ever heard of Mel Luca? And I'm thinking, dude, this is a 36-year-old company. That ship sailed years ago. And it just, it blows my mind the 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 people that don't do that don't look at this business model from the right perspective, you know. And then I had somebody else, and, and, and I said, and I sent them the Plexus income statement from their annual report, and it was like in two thousand three, two thousand fourteen, they 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 exploded. They their income report, their profits increased ninety four percent in two thousand fourteen. That was kind of the height of that company. In 2015, they had it increased 24%, which is good. 2016, they had a bump, 39%. Then in 2017, it dropped to 6%. 2018, minus 6%. And they've been on a down, downward spiral since from every all the data that I can find. So why would you get involved with a company whose ship has already sailed? And you're going to have to deal with people every day. That that's they just don't do the homework. You know, I got another really, really good friend of mine. And and right now he's looking at it's secret. And I'm thinking, why are you still looking? Why? Why are you still looking? They they peaked, what, 2010 or so. Look at their look at their data. They've been flatlined basically since then. Yes, they had a little bump, a little bump, nowhere close to their peak, but they did have a little bump when they, when they joined forces with world ventures, uh, here recently, but it's already on the downtrend again. Why would you even consider that? I don't understand. I've got, I've got another really talented person that I've worked with in the past and been with Legal Shield 10 years and still part time never gone full-time and it's like listen legal shield when they when when prepaid legal was bought and they changed the name to legal shield back in 2011 they they that's when they had a little bit of a rebirth they were line prepaid legal's flatline for several years then then when legal shield came along and they changed the name they, the company was bought then they peaked in July two thousand and twelve, and they've been on a downhill trajectory ever since July of two thousand and twelve and you're trying to tell me we got more going on than any time in history. this company's getting ready to explode. Are you crazy? What's wrong with people? You know and then uh, again, i and I could talk about all these companies, and it's like the stars have not lined up. You know, somebody trying to convince me, Dale. You need to join me in Lavelle. I've got a slot for you. Blah blah. blah. Are you kidding me? Are you really? Are you really telling me that? Who the heck do you think you're talking to? And it's not. It's like, do you think I cannot do my own research and figure out what's going on pretty quickly? Why would you? Why would you join Lavelle? I mean, the, they they peaked in June of 2013. Was their highest month. They're not coming back. So, what happens, guys? And this is the point that I want you to make, that I want to make, and I want you to understand. When you make business decisions for the wrong reason, emotional decisions, you know, and and I talk to so many people. Why did you join? Well, my cousin. Well, I did an internet search and this popped up. You know, my team, my team move, my friend. My cousin. And it's like, when you try to defend bad business decisions, and you don't have the facts to back up your decision, but you're trying to, you sound delusional. You sound delusional. And just because you block a person on Facebook that's sharing... Facts with you, documented facts doesn't mean you're no longer delusional. And I know this is hard for people to hear sometimes, but man, you and again, wherever you are, okay. But I hope that in the in the future you stop and think, you know what, I gotta I gotta approach this from a different perspective this time. Because when your company goes out of business or you realize, you know, it's another year has passed, look, guys. One quarter of of this year is over, of 2021. What have you really accomplished the first quarter of this year compared to last year? If you continue to do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always got. Most of you need to forget everything you've ever known about network marketing and get into a culture that inspires greatness instead of appeals to mediocrity. Live, learn, move forward, try to make better decisions. Just to kind of end this up, I am very well aware that some of you are thinking this, and I don't blame you, but I understand that in 10, 15, 20 years from now, there's going to be some smart marketers who will be attempting to use my words against me. I would if I were you. I would. So here's what I know. First of all, as I said previously, and I mean it, If a person is making a quarter million plus a year and they're happy, then I'm going to be their biggest fan. I promise you 10, 15, 20 years, uh, I'm going to be making a quarter million plus a year. But more importantly, so will countless number of leaders on our team, and we will be happy. Uh, Secondly, and probably more important, is I know I've experienced what it feels like to have the fastest growing team in a company when the company is on a major downward trend. And not that I'm saying that 20 years from now we'll be on a major downward trend, but even if it's trending down some down the road, it, it doesn't affect my income. It doesn't affect the income of my team members because of the leadership development and team culture that is developed. As long as the company's making good decisions, future generations on our team will be fine. Maybe they won't be able to create a million dollar empire, you know, in three to five years, but they'll always be able to develop a comfortable six figure income in the team culture that we create. Again, we're doing things totally out of the box, never been done before. It's going to take 10, 15, 20 years for the rest of the world to even catch up with where we're going and what we're doing. And I believe that. Again, I'm not the smartest tool in the shed. I don't know a lot about a lot, but I understand what it takes to develop real duplicating teams. You know, back when we had the fastest growing team in NSA, uh, while most of the people in that company were three percenters looking for other three percenters, Uh, We had 27 percenters that knew that their life was positively changed in our team culture. I'm going to say that again. We had 27 percenters that knew their life was positively changed in our team culture. They knew it. They experienced it. They felt it. They progressed. Many for the first time in their life. But they knew That they didn't totally maybe understand the culture, but they knew it worked for them. They knew it was working for other people. And they were the ones that were totally plugged in were they knew that they're that when I said, give us one year, we'll change your life. They knew that that would be that was true because they had experienced it. Because wisdom of the ages, mindset training and lead generation and marketing culture. That they that because of the lead generation mindset training and marketing culture they were plugged into, touched their lives and changed their lives. And Dynamite wasn't going to get them out of the program. Now, I did not say people that were exposed to it. There's a big difference. We have a lot of people right now on our team. They're exposed to what we're doing. They see what's happening, but they're not plugged in. If, if a person's not willing to plug in, there's nothing that Dale can do. There's nothing that our other team members can do. There's nothing our leaders can do to support those that will not plugged in. But when they're willing to plug in, my responsibility is have the track record, the blueprint here where they can expect, have a reasonable expectation of success and progression Monthly. Progress monthly, not this one to four people sponsored every 12 months that 60% of people in network marketing are experiencing. Listen, dynamite's not going to get people out of our team because they are progressing, moving forward, and not just as from a business standpoint, but also as human beings. And I know that. And yes, it's difficult. For us, for Dawn and I, especially Dawn, yes, it takes many long days and nights, but in the long run, when the stars line up, that's the only way to build a true duplicating network marketing team. You cannot promote delusional thinking and people teaching delusional concepts and ideas you must keep your people accountable to the person staring them back in the mirror your choice inspire greatness or cater to mediocrity that's always been the choice of those with leadership titles in network marketing and it always will be this is Dale Calvert thanks for listening talk to you next week on another session